Hello and welcome to another episode of Ready to Retire. I'm Danette Lowe, and today's episode, we're going to talk about three of the most common income tax blunders that people make. We're going to start by discussing the difference between taxable accounts and tax deferred accounts. Then we're going to get into the three blunders. The first one we're going to discuss is where people are overweighted in their tax deferred savings and why that can be a problem. The second one we're going to discuss is corporate stock options and some of the mistakes that I've seen happen there. And the third most common mistake is not selling a position or an investment that has a really large gain in it because you don't want to pay the taxes. So if you're interested in saving money on income taxes, then stay tuned. This episode is for you. Hello, Danette here, and welcome to the Ready to Retire podcast where we share real-life stories and actionable tips and strategies to help you along your financial journey. Are you ready to retire? Let's go. I want to first start talking about the difference between what we call taxable accounts and tax-deferred accounts. There's a lot of confusion between the two or a lot of maybe misconceptions. Tax-deferred account, like your 401k or like an IRA or a simple IRA, a tax-deferred account is where you get a deduction from your current paycheck and or your income tax return. You get a deduction now And later, when you take the money out, the total amount that you withdraw from the account then becomes taxable. And it is taxed at your rate of ordinary income at the time. So the idea between taxable accounts and tax deferred is that you have a current year deduction for money that you put in. So you don't pay income tax on the money you put in. And later, when you go to retire, theoretically, you're in a lower tax bracket. And when you go to pay the tax, you'll have a lower amount to pay because you have overall less income. You're in a lower tax bracket. What we call taxable accounts is the savings that you put aside out of your net paycheck. So there's no current deduction in these taxable accounts. When you go to make a withdrawal, there isn't necessarily any tax consequences. So sometimes when we say the word taxable and tax deferred, it might feel like tax deferred is better because not paying taxes now sounds better than something called taxable. Taxable sounds like it might be something that we have to pay taxes on all the time. But when you take money out of a taxable account, the only tax consequences are if you have to sell an investment that you have a gain in. And then the gain is taxed at capital gains tax rate. The capital gains tax rate is 
not always, but typically lower than the ordinary income tax rate. So let's do a quick example. If you invest $100,000 into an IRA, which you can't do in a lump sum, but just hear me out. You have $100,000 in an IRA. You have $100,000 in a taxable account and the money grows to $200,000. You want to make a large purchase of $200,000. So you close out the IRA. $200,000 will get added to your income tax return and counted as ordinary income, the entire $200,000. So it will get added on to whatever you're already making and taxed at potentially whatever the highest marginal tax rate it puts you in, depending on what your income is, other income besides the $200,000. If in the taxable account, you take out the full $200,000, you started with $100,000, you now have $200,000, you sell whatever helped you get to that point, you have a capital gain of $100,000, just the $100,000 will get taxed. And if you have owned it longer than a year, it'll get taxed at the long-term capital gains tax rate, which could be lower than what we were talking about with the tax-deferred accounts. So I hope that is clear about taxable accounts versus tax-deferred. It is one of the most common questions we get asked I think it's one of the most misunderstood concepts, so I hope that helps. And let's get into the three top income tax blunders that I've seen people make over the years and how to avoid them. The biggest reason I have seen that people make mistakes is because they didn't know that they had a different choice. They didn't realize they could have done something slightly different and avoided the tax blunder. So that's the purpose, hopefully, of this episode is to help save money on taxes and to make sure that you have some knowledge about the choices that are available to you. The first example I want to talk about is overweighting the tax-deferred account. Just a minute ago, we talked about putting money into both types of accounts and they both grew and what the tax consequences. Well, sometimes what happens is in an effort to reduce our current income, we put way, way, way too much of our total savings into the tax-deferred accounts. And the problem becomes when we retire or when we now want to make a large purchase, All the money is not available. All the money is in a tax-deferred account. So the blunder is not knowing that, hey, I'm retired now, and so I want to buy a second home. I want to buy a boat. I want to go on a bucket list, you know, vacation and take the family and things like that. So I have these really big purchases that I want to make in retirement. And if you have all 90, 95, 100% of your money, of your savings in these tax-deferred accounts, and you want to make a really large purchase, then every dollar that you take out is going to get added to your ordinary income. And if you take out 
$200,000 or $250,000, $400,000 to make a substantial purchase, that just gets added on and taxed. It puts you up into the highest tax brackets very, very quickly. So how do we avoid that? We avoid it by knowing what we're going to do in retirement. Think about how we're going to live our life in retirement. If we're going to think about doing a really large purchase after we retire, then as we're saving up, as we're planning for that, we want to put that money maybe in taxable accounts or we want to think about putting that money in taxable accounts. We don't want to have the scales tipped to where we're way overweighted in one or the other. It just reduces the options. So the key to that one is to know what your really large significant purchases in retirement are going to be and start to plan where that money is going to come from. The second blunder I want to talk about is corporate stock options. This is a huge potential expensive blunder that can be very easily avoided. Most people who are working for a publicly traded company, even smaller ones, have some sort of corporate stock option plan. The two most common kind are ISOs, incentive stock options, and non-qualified options. Each of the two different kinds have different tax consequences. All you have to do, you have to know which kind you have before you decide which ones to sell. You have to know which one is going to generate what kind of tax consequences. I had a client years ago who got a lot of corporate stock options as his bonus. He did kind of another blunder. He would spend his bonuses like the year before. So he would like borrow money and spend the money and then the bonus would come in and he'd pay off the debt. So that's a side blunder, like a bonus blunder that you don't want to do, right? But he would get his stock options and he would just randomly pick between ISOs and non-qualified stock options. Often he'd pick the one that had the highest tax consequences. And when we met and he'd show me what he'd done after the fact, and I looked at the list and said, you know, well, why did you pick those and not those? Well, he didn't know. And that is like true for all of these examples that we're talking about today. People just don't know. The other thing to consider with this corporate stock options is that it might not be called what I just described them. Like their incentive stock options might be called something else in your corporate language. So check with someone else, check with your CPA, check with your financial advisor, make sure you understand the tax consequences of exercising your corporate stock options before you do it. The third most common income tax blunder that I see, definitely the most common, we see it all the time, is not selling a position or an investment that has made a lot of money because you don't want to pay income tax on the gain. We talked about this in our episode on biases. We'll link to that at the end. This is one of the biggest blunders that people make. We are so income tax adverse 
that we would almost rather see the market value of something go down than to realize and pay taxes on a gain. I want to share with you a real quick example. I had a client in the late 90s during the dot-com bubble. They invested in a stock, just $5,000. That stock went skyrocketing as so many did during that time period. It grew to $100,000. And I literally begged them every single day that I talked to them, please sell, please sell. You know, no, if 5,000 can grow to 100,000, 100,000 can grow to a million. They absolutely were not going to sell. Then, as we know, the stock market corrected, the dot-com bubble ended, everything corrected and went down, and that stock went all the way down to zero. They lost even the 5,000. They didn't sell any amount at any point in the way, and it was just heartbreaking. It was heartbreaking for them. It was heartbreaking for me. Really, it was very, very early on in my career, and I've never forgotten it because we have that loss aversion bias, like we talked about. We're afraid of paying the taxes. We're afraid of selling and paying the taxes, but we also have the fear of missing out. He saw something that was 5,000 that grew to 100. So now, mathematically, he's thinking in his head, 100,000 is going to grow to 1 million, 2 million, 3 million, 5 million. Overall, just doesn't work that way. Yes, there's been times when things like that have happened and interesting and unique situations, but just by and large, generally, that doesn't happen. So we have both biases working against us. So when we have an investment, if we have a gain, then here are a couple of things that we can do. If you have a really large gain in a position and you do not want to sell it, here are three strategies that you can consider to help avoid making a blunder in this situation. The first one is annual tax gain harvesting. You've probably heard the term tax loss harvesting. Tax loss harvesting is when we exchange positions that we own that have lost money so that we can recognize some of the loss on our taxes at the end of the year. Tax gain harvesting is when you take a position that you've made a lot of money in and sell a portion of it. Sell 10% once a year. Sell 5%. Sell 15%. Sell 20%. Sell a portion of your investment so that you can recoup your costs, so that you kind of take money off the table, put it aside, and pay just a portion of the taxes each year. So maybe you create a strategy where once a year you sell 10% of your stocks with the highest gains or your investments with the highest gains. So that's called tax gain harvesting. It's a way of taking the edge off those positions that have done really well. And maybe you can combine the tax loss harvesting with the tax gain harvesting and almost net to zero, depending on your individual situation. So that's number one. Number two is, depending on your situation, consider making a charitable donation. If you have something, like in the first example, where 
you bought something for $5,000 and now it's worth $100,000, consider making a charitable tax donation. If you donate the $100,000 to the charity, you'll get to deduct 100% of that, depending on your situation, but you'll get to deduct the market value and you will not have to recognize income tax. So again, depending on your situation, that may offset other income that you have coming in, offset other income that you have going from a business. So that could be a really great strategy, but certainly something to consider is the charitable donation. If you're not sure who you want to benefit yet from the charitable donation, if you don't have an organization in mind that you're wanting to support, then you can do something called a donor advised fund. I think we've talked about them before, but if not, we'll be sure to talk about those in more depth down the road. But a donor advised fund real quick is a way to make the current year deduction without deciding necessarily who you want to give the funds to yet. The third option that is very easy to put into place is to do something called a trailing stop loss a regular stop loss, or buying a put option. So getting into options is a little bit more complex, a little bit more advanced for this discussion. But something like a trailing stop loss just says that as long as the stock continues to go up, I'm going to continue to own it. But that if it goes down by a certain percentage, then that will trigger a sell order. So trailing stop loss is something to consider for those positions in your portfolio that you've had a really large gain in. The main thing about avoiding these tax blunders, especially on this one, is it's very easy to buy a stock, to buy an investment. It's really hard to know when to sell. I really like the idea of these trailing stop losses because it creates a strategy around this. We invested in something, it did well, we're going to continue to own it as long as it continues to go up and it protects us from losing a significant amount on the downside. In every situation that we've discussed today, it could have been avoided by doing a little bit of planning. Planning, planning, planning. It's so important. Take a minute and visit with your financial advisor, your CPA, whoever you have around you on your team that's a professional that can help you avoid these very common tax blunders. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you very much for staying tuned and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. I'm so grateful to have you join me today on the Ready to Retire podcast. If you'd like to learn more information, please visit our website at truenorthwealth.com. Thank you for listening, and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.